0: That's why we come to you, Father. We need you. Apart from you, we have nothing. Father, that's why we come to your word as well. We know that we're not smart enough or wise enough to live this life on our own. We would mess it up in an instant. And so we come to your word because we know we need to hear you speak. We need your guidance. We need your wisdom. And so, Father, we pray that you would give that now this morning as we turn to your word. We pray that you would speak to each person here clearly and powerfully because we want to hear you. And, and any of the things in our hearts and minds that may distract us from you, any worries or fears or anxieties that are on our hearts and minds, it's push all of that off to the side, Father, so that we can hear you speak clearly and powerfully this morning. Father, we ask that you would open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive what you have to say to us this morning. And all God's people said, Amen. As I mentioned already, we're in the middle of a se- well, we're at the beginning of a series through the Lord's Prayer. And so our passage will look very similar for the next few weeks. We're just going to it'll be the whole Lord's Prayer. So Matthew 6 verses 9 through 13, and so you can open your Bibles if you have them, they're in the front, they'll also be on the screen as well, and uh, feel free to just stick a bookmark there, because we'll be there for quite a while. Matthew 6, 9 through 13, this then is how you should pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Um, as I was working on this sermon, I was—I had one line kind of running through my head um, that I heard far too often as a child my dad would regularly have to say something like, that is not how you speak to your mother (laughs) or father. But usually he was telling me I had to be careful how I spoke to my mom. And I'm assuming I'm not the only one who's had to been told that. Uh, And it's kind of an interesting thing because the fact that probably most of us have experienced that shows us that most of us aren't naturally born with the ability to speak properly and appropriately to our parents. That that we need our parents to come alongside us and kind of teach us how to speak to our parents with the appropriate amount of respect, the right tone. Um, And that same same thing is true when it comes to speaking to God in prayer. Um, It's not something we naturally do rightly, with the right tone, the right reverence, the right respect. We have to be taught, which is is why like the disciples said to Jesus, when Jesus was praying in a certain place and when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And so even the disciples, when they saw Jesus praying, recognized that they didn't know how to pray properly with the right tone, with the right respect. Uh, they needed to be taught, and so they said, Jesus, teach us to pray. And, and, and in the Gospel of Luke, it's out of this question that Jesus gives them the Lord's Prayer. He says, here's a tool that I'm giving you to teach you how to pray. And I think it's helpful because it helps us kind of understand why the Lord's Prayer was given by Jesus It was given as a a tool to teach us how to pray, what the tone of our prayer should be. And and even as I was studying it this week, a lot of theologians over the years have said the Lord's Prayer is there to teach us what we should pray for and even what we shouldn't pray for. It kind of gives some guidelines on what we should and, and shouldn't say because we don't naturally know how to pray. We need to be taught. And so when Jesus introduces this, he says, pray then like this. And that's really important because what he doesn't say is, pray this. Um, or another way is, pray these very words. He says, pray like this. And so when Jesus is giving us the Lord's Prayer, he's not giving us a prayer that we're supposed to recite word for word over and over and over again he's saying here's a guide for you pray like this when you pray it should sound something like this you should have these types of things in it the tone should be like this and it's it's a guide for you and and we know that that Jesus didn't want us to just Recite the Lord's prayer over and over and over again because of what we said last week, right? Just a couple of verses later, Jesus said, "Don't heap up empty phrases. Don't don't pray just by saying things without engaging your mind or your heart." And so, the Lord's prayer is out there not as something that we just recite or that we just say word for word, but it's to guide, um, to shape our prayers. Now, I do want to clarify something because we are going to pray the Lord's Prayer (laughs) later on in the service. We're going to actually read it word for word. And so even though it wasn't given for that purpose to be said all the time, it's not necessarily a bad thing to pray word for word occasionally. For one, just in the church, it's helpful to, to recite it together because it's a teaching tool, right? It kind of recalibrates how we pray and how we speak to God and reciting it together uh, helps implant it in your mind, right? I'm sure most of you who've grown up in the church can remember as a little kid saying the Lord's Prayer because it's just implanted in there and it's, that's good so that it shapes our prayers. I, and I even think that we have these moments in our lives where where we know we need to pray, we don't know what to pray, we don't have the words to pray. In those moments, it's good to sit down, just pray the Lord's Prayer. Say it from your heart, from your mind don't just say the words like a magic spell but but pray the lord's prayer meaningfully and uh, one of the things that's interesting as as we dive into the lord's prayer it, the very first word jumps out at me today we're just looking at this phrase our father in heaven this is how we're we're called to begin our prayers but the first word is our and i think that's important. It's not when we don't, when we come to God in prayer, we're not coming to him. We're not told to say, my father, or or your father. We're called to say, our, our father. And and there's a few things that that happen when we pray that way. For one, it, it reminds us that God is our personal father, not just the father of all these other people, but he's our father, but on the other hand, it reminds us that he's not just our personal father. He's the father of, of a people. And, and what that does is it helps remind us that prayer's not just about us, even though we often make it just about us. And actually, as we go through the rest of the prayer, you're going to notice this is a theme. Look at these other petitions. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. Lead us not into temptation, that, that the whole Lord's prayer is actually not saying you're coming to God saying, God, give me my daily bread. Forgive me. Strengthen me. It's actually telling us that our prayers need to be shaped more corporately, more communally, saying when we come to God in prayer, we're saying you're our Father, the Father of your people. Now we're asking that you would provide for your people that you'd forgive your people, that you would strengthen your people. And it's a reminder for each one of us that it's not just about us. Often when we pray, our temptation is just to make it about us and all of our own anxieties. And the Lord's Prayer actually forces us to think more broadly about the bigger people of God. He's our Father. And, you know, last week I spent a lot of time talking about how just understanding God as our Father, how that shapes and changes the way we pray. So I don't want to spend too much time on that, but it's really important. I do want to look at this part from the catechism that we read earlier. It says, when, we, when we're asked to call God our Father, what do we mean when we begin our prayer? And it says, it helps awaken in us at the very beginning of our prayer, which should be basic to our prayer, a childlike reverence and trust, that through Christ, God has become our Father, and that just as our parents do not refuse us the things of this life, even less will God, our Father, refuse to give us what we ask in faith. And you wouldn't think it would be a major thing uh, when you pray to begin by saying, our Father, but it really does change, uh, for me, it changed everything. I, I remember growing up, I'm not really sure why, it was just, probably a family thing, but when I prayed, I would always pray, Lord, Lord, thank you, Lord, help me with this, Lord, whatever, and it was always Lord, 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 um, which isn't wrong because Jesus is Lord, and our Father is King of creation, so that's not wrong, but at one point, I realized I wanted to kind of develop my prayer life more, and so I started studying the Lord's Prayer, and I was convicted that Jesus didn't tell us to begin our prayers by saying, Lord, but to begin our prayers by saying, Our Father in Heaven, or Our Heavenly Father. And so I started changing the way I prayed so that I would start off by saying, Our Heavenly Father. And it really did, it just changes the way you interact with God. It changes your your mind and your heart because a Lord or a God can feel sometimes maybe far off and distant, but a father does not feel far off and distant. A father is right here. With you. And so it kind of takes your prayers and makes them more personal and close. But also, what happens is uh, the Catechism says when we pray our Father, it's not just that it brings, makes our prayers feel closer and more relational with God, but it says it, right at the beginning, it gives us a childlike reverence for God. And I think that's, that's important for us to remember, that, that when we pray to God, we're called to have this, this reverence for Him. Um, and, and what they're talking about in the catechism is that, you know, we're called to, to honor our father and mother, right? The, the fifth commandment. So we're, we're supposed to show honor and respect to our earthly father. Um, how much more should that be for our heavenly father? And so when we, when we come into God's presence through prayer, we have to, we're supposed to come in with reverence and respect. That's one of the reasons why in Ecclesiastes it says, Don't be rash with your mouth or let your heart be hasty to enter a word before God. God's in heaven and you're on earth. And so when you come into his presence, do it with respect. Um, you don't stroll into the presence of God and say, Hey, Pops! You say, my heavenly Father, because he's in heaven and we're on earth. And uh, Martin Lloyd-Jones had this really good quote, kind of reminding us of this kind of tension we have to hold together. He says, this is the way to pray, says Christ. Take these two things together. Never separate these two truths. Remember that you're approaching the almighty, eternal, ever-blessed, holy God But remember also that God in Christ has become your Father. It's both. He's almighty, powerful, holy. You don't deserve to be in His presence. And yet through Christ, He's your Father and you get to come into His presence. Um, And we hold those two things together. When we pray, we come into the presence of our Father and we pray with, with reverence. But the Catechism also says that because He's our Heavenly Father, we come in with reverence, but we also come into His presence with trust because He's our Heavenly Father. Um, Here's another part of the Catechism we read earlier. This is about the Apostles' Creed. We talk, we pray, we say we believe in God the Father Almighty. What What do we believe in that? That the eternal Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who out of nothing created heaven and earth and everything in them, who still upholds and rules them by his eternal counsel and providence, is my God and Father because of Christ the Son. I trust God so much that I do not doubt he will provide whatever I need for body and soul and will turn to my good whatever adversity he sends upon me in this sad world. God's able to do this because he's almighty God, And he desires to do this because he's a faithful father. And one of the beautiful parts about that that answer is it takes, you know, I I was saying earlier we have to hold this tension between praying to an almighty God and a father. We have to hold those in tension. and, And that says they're actually not in tension at all. They actually work beautifully together. That on the one hand, God is almighty, which means he has all of the resources of heaven at his command. And so he has the ability to do whatever it takes to provide for his children. And on the other hand, he's a father who desires to do whatever it takes to provide for his children. And that's really the the difference between a heavenly father and an earthly father, right? I'm sure any parent out here has had this experience that I have on a regular basis um, where you have the desire to provide for your children, but not the resources (laughs) to provide for them, right? I was Realizing this week, as I've been fixing cars, that all of my children drive cars over 300,000 miles. I desire (laughs) that they would have vehicles that would not break down and would be more reliable, but not the resources to be able to provide them with those vehicles. And so we do, as, as earthly parents, we do the best we can, right, with the resources that we have. It's kind of the constant struggle of an earthly father. But but the beautiful thing is, is when we pray to a heavenly father, he has both the desire and the resources. He has the desire to provide for your every need, and he has all of the resources of heaven at his command to provide for you everything you need. That's why the Catechism says, it teaches us not to think of God's heavenly majesty as something earthly, and then to expect everything needed for body and soul from God's almighty power. So that has to be central and at the core of everything we pray and live, that, that we're, we're praying to a God who desires to give us everything we need, body and soul, who has the resources to give us everything we need, body and soul, and then we should live expecting that he will give us everything we need body and soul and we live that way we pray that way expecting that and then we also live and, and pray as it, remembering that god already has in the past given us everything we need and right now in this moment he's giving us everything we need and in the future he will continue to give us everything we need because he's our faithful heavenly father he has the desire and the resources and he, he will do it. And not just physically, but He'll provide everything we need, body and soul. Um, I am going to wrap up by uh, one quote from Martin Lloyd-Jones, which I thought was really helpful. He reminds us, God's much more anxious to bless you than you are to be blessed. There's no limit to His almighty power. He can bless you with All the blessings of heaven. And then he says this. He's put those blessings in Christ. And then he put you in Christ. So that your life can be enriched with all the glory and the riches of grace. Of the grace of God himself. It's a reminder for all of us as we live and as we pray. That that our heavenly father is more anxious to bless us. uh, Than we are even to be blessed. Um, And we know that's the case because we've watched how how our Heavenly Father treated His Son, Jesus Christ, on earth. We we watched how God cared for Jesus Christ, provided for Jesus Christ, blessed Him, glorified Him, raised Him from the dead. And now we're told, now through Christ, when we put our faith in Christ, now God's our Father, we're in Christ, and it means everything that the Father did for Jesus Christ is now done for us. And so, the way that the Father cared for Jesus on earth, now the Father, we can see that the Father will care for us in that same way. That for those who are in Christ, we we know He will provide for us, He will care for us, He will protect us, He will glorify us, and one day He will also raise us from the dead to be with Him. It's because, not because we deserve it, but because we're in Christ and He's a good Father. He desires to do it and he has the resources to do it. And so we we come to him and we live every day recognizing that he's our heavenly father. But also when we pray, we start off our prayer by saying our father in heaven to shape and remind ourselves who he is before we even say another word to him. Let's come to him in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that you're our God. We're so thankful for the way that you provide for us, the way that you protect us. Father, we know that you provide for us and protect us in ways beyond our own comprehension. You provide for us and protect us in ways we often completely take for granted. So Father, we're thankful for that, but we also come to you and ask your forgiveness that we often don't give you credit for the ways that you've provided for us protected for us we often live and act like you've neglected us like you haven't cared for us we often live ungrateful lives so father we ask your forgiveness we ask that you would cleanse us renew us restore us Father, we not only ask your forgiveness, your grace, and your mercy, but we ask that your spirit would would work in us, that, that you would renew our hearts and renew our minds so that we would see clearly the ways in which you're providing for us everything we need, body and soul. Father, help us to be faithful children as we follow you as a faithful father. Help us to live lives of gratitude, thanking you for the ways that you care for us. Help us to live lives of trust in you, trusting that you will provide everything we need, body and soul. And Father, help us to live lives that glorify your name and bring a proper reverence to you so that all people would look to you as a faithful, heavenly Father. And all God's people said, Amen.